Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Ann Friedman. And I'm Aminatou So. Okay, on this week's agenda, illnesses real and imagined, Zika, Planned Parenthood, and Bullshit in Congress, Ivanka and her dad's LOL empowerment tour for women, <laughs> and some shine theory in the Obama White House and among female bonobos. <laughs> How you doing over there? <laughs> oh my god, I just, you know, I'm doing okay. I was just in this wedding and everybody from the wedding is sick now. Were you all drinking from one champagne glass? You know, that did happen uh, <laughs> from, from the same champagne bottle. Uh, yeah, typhoid Mary moment. Uh, shout out to all the bridesmaids. But yeah, I just, I hate, there's nothing I hate more than like group illness, you know, because you're just like one person here is responsible. Well, you're also just like, we have all like swapped germs very recently. <laughs> I know, which... This is making me upset. Really? <laughs> I, I want to be the, like a picture of health this week, and that is not what is happening. Honestly, not everyone is a picture of health all the time, as we know. Uh, we know all too well. <laughs> I have to like video chat into this like nurse hotline. The nurse was just like not having it. She's like, show me your tongue. Like, what's going on? And then she just looks at me and she goes... You have a cold and you're hungry, so you should eat and you should take some is, DayQuil. This is totally the equivalent of you have pneumonia and you need to drink more fluids. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was just not, I was not happy. But you know what? It's fine. She is right. It's just like a very minor cold, but it, like, it just has to pass through your body. And now we've talked about colds for like 10 minutes. I wonder if this is something that you have in your life, but I have many friends who always are pushing like herbal cold remedies when I'm sick, like a drop of this on your tongue and you'll be better Yeah, but like that shit doesn't work. The cold literally has to work through your body. See, that's how I feel, but they're always trying to show their love with these like herbal tinctures and I don't know how to be like, I don't think this works. (laughs) No, honestly, you know how I feel about people who don't believe in medicine. Um, No, like that is not a way that you like show love to me. So you're just like, your recipe is like rest and Netflix. Yes, your recipe is like rest and Netflix. Obviously, like take things to make the symptoms of your cold be better. But if you have a common cold, that shit just like, it just got to work its way through your body. Right. No amount of zinc dosing will get rid of it. Oh my God. Don't even get me started. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what? Dio gave me NyQuil the other night. and uh, I love NyQuil. <laughs> So, like, I was not familiar with NyQuil. Oh, my God. When I took it as a kid, I realize now that it was it's basically, like, just giving kids a shot of booze. But, like, when I took it as a kid, I'm like, mm, I feel warm and relaxed. Like, I'm, It's like, for as sick as I am, I've never slept this well the, like, last two days oh. of my life. It's great. I mean, are you taking the cherry NyQuil? That is my shit. No, I'm taking that blue nasty oh, NyQuil. Oh, man, I love the cherry. What? like brought me back uh <laughs> nyquil should advertise on this show i Seriously. have no idea because you know i'm like also like weirdly christian scientist about like just I know. like random drugs and so i know i remember when i gave you advil for the first time <laughs> i know i was like life could be like this <laughs> 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 no i 
honestly, I just blame my parents. It's like we're all like kind of stoic, and like some things you just really like suffer through. See, and my um, mom would be like, "There's nothing a Tylenol and a Diet Pepsi can't fix." <laughs> that's like my mom's recipe for all like stresses and headaches. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Also, I think mostly I'm just being a baby because I had such a good week last week. Oh my I god, just, like, tell me about it. Went to like a spa every night. Did a road trip from like Santa Fe to Austin <sighs> and at like Via Marfa. And every night I like got a body scrub or like soak in some thermal baths. And so that's why I'm annoyed this week because I was popping last week. I know. I mean, I hate getting sick. Like, well, I don't know what's worse, right? Like getting sick when you're taking a really relaxing vacation like that or when you finally have to be back at work feeling it. I don't know which is worse. But um, oh my God. tell me about, okay, like, did you, of all of your spa experiences in the week, what was the optimal slash, like, what are the characteristics of the best spa experience? Oh, my God. First of all, the ability to, like, get your own private tub or room. Mm. In Santa Fe, we went to this place called 10,000 Waves, which, like, if you are in Santa Fe, you have to go to 10,000 Waves. It's I've ridiculous. been, it's incredible. New Mexico is just, like, kind of a creepy state in general. <laughs> That's, like, the overarching vibe for me. I was like, well, this place is creep town. But I'm into it. But, like, 10,000 Waves was great. It's, like, you get to, like, rent these, like, uh, baths for yourself and just, like, relax. I feel like every other place that we stayed, like, kind of had that, where it's, like, here's your own private thermal bath situation. I mean, this is the ultimate amino luxury update. <laughs> totally. It's, like, just be by yourself. You know I don't believe in massage, but I'm like really down for like body scrubs mm -hmm. because I think that if somebody's going to touch you for that much, exfoliation has to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to see the dead skin as, as like fruit. exactly. Yeah. You need to see the dead skin. I will say, still to this day, the best like exfoliation situation is the Korean scrub. Like for real, nothing. Everybody beats else it. is just like, how can I be gentle and like drape your body in honey? And I'm like, no, I want to see like dead skin everywhere. <laughs> I've discovered, like, the gentle scrubs. They're okay. <laughs> Mostly, I just, like, that's all I want. I just, like, want to spa all day. It's the best way to do nothing. I honestly can't remember the last time I was at the spa. This is a real, like, wake-up call for me here. <laughs> that is insane, and you need to change that, like, tomorrow. I know. Maybe I will. Speaking of pneumonia, our girl Hills has pneumonia. I know. Okay, so someone asked me about this last night. I ran into a friend of the podcast, Amanda Lewis, who was like, I was just listening to your episode when it was more of like a right-wing conspiracy, like Hillary's physical unfitness for office. And she was like, I was wondering if you guys have changed your mind now that there's like an actual diagnosis. No, Amanda, I have not changed my mind. Same. These questions actually like really annoy me and they anger me because like these people just are not true believers. Here's the deal. This woman has pneumonia and she's been working through the pain. If that is not the most badass thing you've ever heard, then I cannot help you. And also, like, what woman can identify with that? Like, you're sick, but you still, like, show up at work because you don't get any days off. I will say that, like, I think it was definitely an own goal that they, like, knew that she was sick and they didn't say anything. And mm -hmm. uh, that's, like, a campaign mistake. I agree with that. But the diagnosis itself is fine. Like, she's not dying. She's not a liar. Right, as long as she as long as she wasn't sharing a champagne bottle with the rest of her staff, I think it's like. I mean, you know, a lot of her staff is sick. Oh yeah, like, that is the truth. Is that like, 
if you know nothing about campaigns, like you should know that they're like grueling events. Nobody sleeps for a year. People are working themselves to the bone and you cannot complain about it. It was also like the 9-11 ceremony. It's like, you know, like what's worse? Not going to the 9-11 ceremony and everybody like saying that you're not patriotic or like showing weakness. And like, I am annoyed that they, I do think that the campaign did not handle it well. But it's like on the other side, the other candidate, like literally, have you seen his doctor? The only thing that man can prescribe is edibles. And we like don't know anything that is wrong with his like. You he know, like, like conducts all of his business in the back of a town car. Like, yeah, we don't have like any medical records for that guy. So like it's like the double standard is still there. It's like people ask it in a gentle way. And it's like really like look deep inside yourself. Like, are you serious right now? Here's what I can't figure out, though. Part of me is like, OK, in a world in which we run the campaign, we're like, listen, we'll just tell everyone she has pneumonia and is playing through the pain, but might miss some events. We would be upfront about it or whatever. But like, truthfully, the only person who can get away with that is like Ivanka's dad or like, uh, I don't know, like, I, I actually feel like there's no way to play this when you are Hillary Clinton. That no, there's no way advantage. to play it. Yeah, there's no way to play it. And also, like, remember when I had walking pneumonia? earlier this year yeah crisis um, levels <laughs> yeah it, it's just this thing where some people just have like higher pain thresholds and you need to get stuff done i appreciate that like we share like candidates health information like would i like to know if our president is schizophrenic like yes absolutely but this is also all political theater the stuff that they release is the stuff that they release at the end of the day you don't really know and if you're like a student of history, you know that like other presidents have like definitely lied oh about God. their health. They all stuff. have like all those. They all have, like you know dysentery I mean? and like tuberculosis. Yeah, and, like, like people yeah. even know FDR was in a wheelchair. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and also, like two things. Remember when like HW threw up all over the Japanese prime minister? I mean, do I ever talk about a totally similar situation where he was continuing to do the job with an illness that is completely short term and like not chronic and not affecting like his ability to govern in a major way it was still like lolol um, totally and then yeah. gw choked on a pretzel and almost died like what a like insane way to go i like the idea that you're lumping pneumonia and stomach flu and choking on a pretzel <laughs> no, similar it's all illnesses like, signs of, like incompetence <laughs> it just like it just makes me so angry and here's the other like big story that is happening in parallel to this right it's like this week all of a sudden everybody is like a doctor here are stories that people are not paying attention to the trump foundation is literally a sham like 100 percent a sham the washington post has been like writing about this all year i hope that reporter wins a pulitzer it's so good he's like literally uncovered instances of like pay for play where trump like definitely gave pam bundy like that idiot lady in florida sure sure just bundles of cash and then his like trump university stuff like disappeared you know, like, the false equivalency of all of this is just, like, driving me up the wall. It's true, like, though, actually, but... Like, here are real things that you can worry about. Like, stop worrying about, like, whether Hillary is dying because she's not. But don't you get kind of fatalistic about this? Because part of me, and this is, goes back to what I was saying earlier about, like, there being no way to play this totally minor pneumonia story. The lopsidedness, exactly what you're talking about, of, like, Trump using his organization to influence politics or using his foundation to influence politics and, like, Hillary is, like, a human 
human being who gets sick being like not even parallel stories like the Hillary story being bigger. This example exists like there's really nothing that you can say that will like negatively stick to Trump and there's really nothing you can do to like positively portray. I am fatalistic but I'm I'm also like very angry because I'm just like people are pieces of shit like every time they like push this narrative. It's honestly it's the reason that we don't have female leadership is because Everybody views leadership as like a male trait. It's like here you have like one guy who's a fucking liar. Everything out of his mouth is lies. And here you have somebody who like works really hard. True does not trust the press. Like does these like ridiculous own goals every once in a while. But is like qualified. Mm -hmm. You know, and people judge them by this like same standard that is ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, like. And I just hate society. I think the phrase is low information voter. (laughs) Yeah, like, but it's more than that. It's I like know, there are know, high information voters who like still look at her and they go, hmm. But are they really you know? high information voters? Are no, they really? No, I think this that the phrase like, is really like sexism and like women are sexist and men are sexist and it is awful. Yeah, I don't know. And then this is also the phase in the election where I start to get really frustrated, not only with these the way the election narrative is playing out totally independently of reality and facts, but also just when you realize how many other massive things are going on in the world that are just struggling to compete with Ivanka's dad for headlines or with like bullshit stories about Hillary's totally short-term sickness for headlines. The stuff with the Zika funding, I mean, have you followed any of that? That is also insane. Tell me me about the Zika funding. (sighs) All I know is Congress will not give money for Zika funding. Yeah, well, that that is true. I mean, so basically, Obama in February was like, hey, maybe we should have some funding to fight Zika because that's a thing that's coming. Yeah, because nobody can go to Miami anymore. I mean, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that was after the very first case of Zika was confirmed in the States. And now there are like 18,000 cases of Zika in like pretty much every state and the District of Columbia. And... Congress still can't get it together to pass a bill because Republicans tacked on this thing that says, if you pass Zika funding, we're going to cut funding for Planned Parenthood. And it's like really specific, but it's it would affect like some clinics in Puerto Rico. And it's just like, it's dumb, right? Like, why would you take a bill designed to promote public health and address a public health crisis and just tack on a total vanity effort to defund a health organization? Um, <sighs> yeah, and it, they also are targeting clinics. I mean, whatever. It's a total non sequitur, like political move of like, we moved to defund Planned Parenthood so they can tell people in an election year. And then, so of course, Democrats won't vote for the funding bill because it's got this stupid vanity Planned Parenthood hating thing attached to it. And so everything is in lockdown. Like, honestly, it's like, this is why everyone hates everything. <laughs> like, I mean, it's so frustrating. Meanwhile, there are like, you know, I was reading this story about women in Florida who are pregnant, who are waiting on a huge waiting list to get tested for Zika. Like, that's happening in parallel. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it's like I was watching C-SPAN and that one congressman had like a box full of mosquitoes. You know, oh, my God. Like, talking about it. And his big mistake was that he should have fucking released them. Totally open the, the box. Room. Like, just <laughs> open the box, give everybody in Congress Zika, and then, and then they, they would fucking fund jobs. it. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that, where I'm like, okay, what is the real health crisis here? Is it, you know, our first female president caught a, bu- a bug, or is it that, like, <laughs> there is a global health crisis happening and Congress won't pass funding to, like, address it? I know. <sighs> just. Uh, I'm so annoyed today. Everything is annoying. Yeah. 
this will be the ninth or tenth vote in the past two years to cut off funding for Planned Parenthood. That's the other thing. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, it's like leave Planned Parenthood alone. I mean, I'm pretty sure we have established that like we need it. Yeah. And every time it's like they like take this shit to the Supreme Court. They find all these other ways. And pretend like Republican women aren't out here getting abortions also because they need it. Or that Planned Parenthood only does abortions, which is so ridiculous. I know. The thing about the Planned Parenthood thing and Republicans that makes me so angry, and especially conservatives, is that in everything else, they push this like small government narrative. But all they want is the government like all up in your vagina. Well, right. And all also Planned Parenthood, not a governmental... Not a governmental organization. You should let them take care of women's health if you like small government. Totally. Yeah. But but that's not true, right? It's like all you want to come out is say, we hate poor women. Mm-hmm. It's like if you said that, I would have a little more respect for you. It's not like the line is just like untenable. Everything that involves Planned Parenthood is like the biggest government intervention when it comes to the right. And they're such hypocrites about it. And everybody's like, think about the babies. And I'm like, no, people get like screens and like pap smears and like real medical help, like in places that don't have them. When we were on this road trip, we passed two border patrol checks, Mm -hmm. which I honestly like I was a little shocked by outside of Marfa and then somewhere else in New Mexico. This is not like super close to the border, you know, but they have these like border patrol checks and they're like terrifying. I'm just like, there's so many like immigrants and undocumented immigrants in these places that have to drive really long distances for work. Mm hmm. And they're nowhere near the border. They're already in the country. And then I started reading up on it. And so there's this like 100 mile zone around every border that we have, like including Canada, where literally border patrol can do whatever the fuck they want and the constitution doesn't exist. That's honestly so (laughs) chilling. It's so chilling. Yeah, it's like they can just search you. But it's like when we were doing that, I was thinking about like women who have to drive in that part of Texas for abortions. Mm -hmm. It just like made me so furious. Women who have to go to Planned Parenthood because it's the only clinic near them where they can get any kind of like health intervention near being like three hours away there yeah that we just like make it hard for women to be healthy and like um like thriving like members of society it's just so infuriating yeah so i know that these are things that are making headlines right but i just i was home in iowa a couple weeks ago and i know intellectually the extent to which people get their news from the 24-hour cable networks but even in conversations with people sort of picking up on what makes a good cable news headline and what doesn't. You know, like obviously the Zika conversation has made lots of headlines, but it's really in terms of Congress being like in shutdown. It's like you don't really see lots of in-depth stories about like the women who are waiting for the tests or like with regard to like the immigration conversation. It's not like who's driving through a checkpoint on their way to work. You know what I mean? It's like so frustrating. It's so frustrating to like hear about these stories only through the like six line most contentious most geared toward partisan politics lens. It was like, that was a consistent frustration. Ugh, Hmm. so annoying. else is annoying that's happening oh my god can we talk about great british bake-off yes oh my god okay so are you my own personal brexit i am so (laughs) upset please explain to everyone what's happening i'm sure i share your your horror 
for those of you who don't know, Great British Bake Off is a cultural phenomenon in the UK and like a great personal obsession of mine. It's a fantastic TV show that is on the BBC. It is moving from BBC to Channel 4. In the US, that would be the equivalent of like moving from PBS to like Fox. It's like when Sesame Street moved to HBO. (laughs) To HBO. And now none of the kids who should be watching PBS can afford to watch Sesame Street. It's crazy. All the kids who want to learn how to bake cakes in the United Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. So the co hosts, Mel and Sue, announced that they're like leaving the show. Okay. I'm going to get really real. I don't love Mel and Sue. I know. I was actually going to be shocked that you were defending the like bake I like, know. like way I they do it. I, I hate don't that. Love, I know. I don't love <laughs> Mel and Sue. And as far as I'm concerned, the only irreplaceable person on British Bake Off is Mary is, Berry. Uh, Mary Berry, 100%. As, uh, our friend of the podcast, Spencer Ackerman, like pointed out. This is true. If Mary Berry leaves, like, I am leaving this planet. The show is over. But, you know, it's just like, why does capitalism ruin everything? Yeah. I mean, so so the answer is they're moving to Channel 4 for more money. Is that it? Yes. They're moving to Channel 4 for more money because the production company is getting like 10 million more pounds a year, mm-hmm. which like, that's real. That's fair. Takes a lot to keep that tent dry. Channel 4 is like the channel that like gave us like the original Big Brother. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like, how is that really going to affect the show? Are they going to turn it into like that kind of thing? It's this thing where, like, a lot of people feel that, like, the show doesn't fit with the Channel 4 ethos. You know, it's like, are they going to make them do confessionals and, like, talk shit about each other and that kind of stuff? Also, it means that there's going to be more commercial breaks, which, like, that is going to be annoying. It's true. For those of us who are already watching over shaky VPN connections, more commercial breaks are not going to help. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Hopefully Mel and Sue will find something else to do with their witty banter and it'll be okay. But like protect Mary Berry at all costs. It's true. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on this developing story. (laughs) I know this this developing story. Um, What else? Um, Oh my God. Did I tell you about the piece of mail that we got about somebody who like called us hypocrites for a stance on Ivanka's dad? No, but I can't even wait because I'm about, I was, I actually had an Ivanka's dad news point. So please let's segue with this, with this reader feedback. (laughs) I'm going to read this letter. Dear Anne and Amina. I just listened to your most recent podcast, The Live Show in L.A. I was honestly saddened by your comments on Ivanka Trump and your celebration of the backlash she's receiving for her father's presidential campaign. On previous podcasts, you've expressed very different opinions of Ivanka. Therefore, I found your recent comments confusing and hypocritical. My blood pressure is through the roof right now. Deep breaths. Additionally, (laughs) Ivanka is separate from her father. It is unfair of you to judge her based upon her father. You've both spoken about how different your life choices have been from those of your families and celebrate those choices. Yet you group Ivanka with her father. I don't actually think Ivanka and her father are anything alike. Also, I would expect a child to support a parent in their campaign, regardless of their outlandish behavior. (laughs) He is, after all, her father. I love Call Your Girlfriend. I find it refreshing and fun. I know it is based upon your opinion solely, and I respect greatly. Just wanted to share with you my perspective. Best, K. Maybe we should not. Should we say her name? No, it's... um, Oh, it's it's an an initial. initial. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking like K. Bailey Hutchison K. (laughs) Okay. This letter is trash for many reasons. First of all, don't call us hypocrites. Second of all, if your parents are racist and you support their campaign with your time and your money, 
you are also a racist and you are trash. It's like such a place of privilege for like white people to like come and do this thing where they're so concerned about the, you know, it's like how, like they're so concerned about like what being a racist means for them as opposed to like how harsh racism is on the lives of the people who experience it. You can love your parents. Like that's fair. Like we all love our families, but if your families are doing trash shit, like then you can acknowledge that also. Oh, I'm so angry. I don't even know where to start. Well, this I is think like the angry Amina day. I want to talk about like she wrote something to the effect of that we had a very different view of Ivanka in in the early days of this campaign. When we first started talking about Ivanka and her dad, she was not as active in supporting his campaign. There was an era, there was like you know very early days when she was less of a public spokesperson. We had yet to totally. sort of see how and she we gave would, her the benefit of the doubt, right? As we should, and she failed us. Like she failed everyone. So I think. It's also fair then to say you are actively supporting a racist. Like just this week, she was like, Hillary Clinton has no child care policy platform, which is which is a lie. You know, like we can we can say like you are spreading misinformation and you are propping up uh, an openly, happily racist candidate who, regardless of his like relation to you, is terrible. (laughs) I know. Also, did you read the Wall Street Journal reporting on this about how Trump's family leave policy came together, which his family policy leave was also (sighs) a lie? Like you can read that on your own but this is the best line of the whole thing daddy daddy we have to do this i'm like you're a 34 year old like get get it together yeah the the idea too that it's hypocritical to when a woman takes a different position publicly than she has in the past disagree with her new position that being hypocrisy just is mind blowing to me right like the idea that we are like okay we're going to give Ivanka the benefit of the doubt is not a position that lasts forever and ever based on based on like nothing you know what I mean that's based on like what she hasn't had hasn't had totally. said so far she's a public figure and she's a grifter like her dad like they're mm. all liars this is the other thing about this that is like. Like really upsetting here are real people with real power who have the potential to influence our policy for generations and they're just like pushing lies her dad is like essentially going to endanger children and starve them because he's like refuses to raise their wages like this is ridiculous yeah so like <laughs> I, I would i would say look if we were hating on ivanka for like her appearance or for like a choice she's actually made privately or things like that. Like I'm open to considering it. Like these are things that she's done publicly as a political figure. I want to be judged by the choices I make publicly and politically. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's like passive and active ways that you can be a bigot. And this is like an active way of being one. Active. Yeah. And then I also want to respond to the point about our families, because I actually think this is really relevant. You know, we have both talked about the ways in which our worldviews differ from the people who raised us. And I think about that a lot. Like, how do I love my family, even though I think that they have views that are totally reprehensible in a lot of ways? And part of that is easier for me. Basket of deplorables. Listen, (laughs) listen, I am not putting my whole family in the basket, but like some of the views for sure. And you know what? Like, I don't know how I would exactly handle it if one of my parents were running for say senate on like a super virulently anti-choice platform like i would probably be like i love you mom i hope you lose (laughs) you know like really like i i mean it's hard for me to envision a world in which i just kind of like get on board with something that is fundamentally not even setting aside even like that's just on the choice issue like if if i had a family member who was like actively openly 
horribly racist. Like, no but, way. Like, we, have, we have a family in public life that deals with it. The Cheneys have dealt with this. Oh, yeah, know, yeah, like totally. Yeah, Liz and what's the other one? Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary Cheney is a lesbian, and she was down with her dad until he started doing nonsense. And then she is no longer, like, publicly... She has taken a stance on that. But again, you know, I also, I think that if white people like claim that they want to be allies, like this is something that they should really work really hard on. Right. And it doesn't, and it's not just about race, but race is the way that I experience this the most. Sure. And, uh, it is really frustrating to me that people want like compassion for their families. And I'm like, hello, what about compassion for the people who suffer because of the way, the trash way that your families think? Like that is a thing that you should really weigh when you choose words to like talk about your family publicly, you know? Yeah. And it's I like, d- don't, don't implicate me in your family politics if you don't want me to weigh in on it. And I honestly, like the reason that I'm worked up about this is because like, this is not the first time I've heard this. And even in this election, there are a lot of reporters that are like tweeting kind of things like this, you know? And it's well, great. Like, I'm glad that you love your family. Like, shouldn't we all? But also, it would be nice if for as much as you want me to have compassion for your family, you would talk about like the way that the isms that your family is perpetrate really actually hurt people. This passive versus active thing, right? I'm like, I don't give a shit if like your grandpa like just doesn't like gay people and he has no power and he's not doing anything as long as I don't ever have to meet them. Like, I don't care, you know, but if your family is in public life or they influence policy in some way or they can make somebody feel like directly like targeted, then no, that person is trash. And it's okay for us to say that. And also, let's be clear here. This is not like, you know, Ivanka's dad is a public figure, but she is a totally private person. I mean, she has a very public persona of her own. She's his number one surrogate. If if he becomes president, she will de facto be the first lady. Melania is like MIA. is like gone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're probably going to deport her. Like, are you kidding me? Oh my God. Another basket of lies. Honestly, I have to say though, (laughs) I was just thinking about this. I have, yet to like really get on board with the like where Melania's papers thing because I'm like I don't want to see anyone's papers like I'm not like I, w- I would rather Yo, see Trump's medical I'm on records board with it, Anne. I'm on board with it because they're liars what would it be like if Melania was like a Muslim woman but is it really going to change anything like I don't know like that's part of me is like I would rather me, focus like my attention li- it's, for me it's like it's the lying it's just like they're all liars right. they all have like shady shit happening everywhere and they like judge people they don't hold other people by the same standard which is ridiculous so so basically like none of these people have any excuses and as long as Ivanka has her name on a website that claims to be having anything substantive to say about like you know society and politics and as long as she is like up on the stage like she is 100% accountable for everything that she says and who she supports in my view (laughs) Like, I think we can. I think we can agree on that. Um, what's uh, a positive thing we can talk about? I am so. I had one like, more I'm Trump lol. And I'm actually. worked up. <laughs> I had one more lol about Ivanka's dad. The Did you see the news this week that they are going to be sort of kicking off a women's empowerment tour? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Doctor Oz thing. No, um, but that's wait, also funny. There's an Ivanka's dad lady empowerment tour. Yes, the Ugh. and it's led by Lara Trump, who is married to one oh. of the like evil Trump sons. She's married to one Uday or Kuse Trump, <laughs> one of the brothers. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. And so, but the best part about this is they launch, they announced it. Well, and first of all, okay, we've discussed the word empowerment, but I just like, it's so delicious that it's like everything that we disdain wrapped into like one non-event. So they said that they are going to be like rolling out a tour. Lara Trump, quote, we really don't have any idea what we're doing, except we've got oh, to go out and tell God. people what a great guy Donald Trump is. <laughs> This is so insane. Did you read that political piece about the like trumpets? Like, oh my all god! Those oh my god! I can't. You handle. should read it just for the pictures. The pictures are just like make the whole thing. All of those ladies are dummies. They're just like all <laughs> idiots. Oh my god! But listen, listen to this though. It's like the, <laughs> this tour, this this empowerment tour. Heavy heavy air quotes here is featuring only some Trump spokeswomen. I don't believe Ivanka is part of it. But then, and also YouTube stars Lynette Hardaway and Rochelle Richardson like it's like uh, it's just some like it's basically like all it's like everybody you don't want on your team Yes, they're basically finding the only women of color they could find who are openly supporting Ivanka's dad plus Laura Trump and like, I don't know, putting them on a bus together or something. I don't even know that what they're doing. so funny. Uh, that is so funny. Can I tell you one funny Ivanka lol though because I follow her on Instagram? Please. <laughs> this was last week, I think. Yeah, last week. God, time goes by so fast. She posts inspirational quotes every once in a of while. Of course she does. You know, like hashtag wise words, hashtag quotes, that kind of stuff. So the quote that day was, if not me, who? If not now, when? Attributed to Emma Watson, a.k.a. Hermione. <laughs> Let me tell you the reasons that this is hilarious. First of all, like anybody who is like not an idiot knows that this is like a very famous Jewish quote from Hillel the Elder. Like oh every like, I'm like I'm not Jewish and I know this. Even if you like didn't know that, like this does not seem like something Emma Watson would say. But anyway, it is hilarious <laughs> because Ivanka's like married to a Jew mm-hmm. and like doesn't know this. And well, no, she converted, so, right? Isn't she technically? Yes, she like Sex in the City converted. Yes, like, to or like she had like a legit Orthodox conversion, like. You know, like, this stuff is real. Apparently Instagram quotes were not part of her conversion process. (laughs) I know. I'm just like, oh my god. Amateur hour over there. Also, I love these questions as things Ivanka should be asking herself when it comes to speaking out against her dad. If not not now, when, Ivanka? (laughs) (laughs) I know. If not me, who? Yeah, right? Just get it together. Also, like, shout out Emma Watson. Getting inspirational quotes out here. (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing oh. so hard. I was like, are you serious? I can't. Are you serious? Only 50 days to the election, Anne. Oh. Um, is everyone registered to vote? Great. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I'm a hardliner on this. People who don't vote, I think, are like bad people. Okay. Hello vote, turbo vote. There are lots of easy ways to do it. Although, so, okay, I also was talking to a friend recently who told me that she was not registered to vote. And it was someone who I was very, very shocked to learn this about. So I also want to say, as much as everyone 100% should be registered, don't sit around feeling no voter shame and like actually sign up and actually do it. No, you should yeah. feel voter shame. You should register. Mm, get over it and register, though. I mean... Oh, my God. Like, yeah, no, get over yeah. it. Check your priv, man. It's not cool. It is just like not cool. Even also, if you live if in you, like California. <laughs> Senate yeah, race, even y'all. If you, even if you live in like New York, 
Also, there are really important local issues that you should be a part of. Oh, like, totally. Voting is not just about presidential elections. It is a good moment to be like, am I registered? If you're not, turbo vote. <laughs> do it. <laughs> That's right. Just like look it up. Do a Google. Like everything makes this easy for do you. Do a Google. Come on. <laughs> Did you read this thing about the Obama lady staffers at the White House? No. Oh my God, aka Shine Theory in action. Tell me. You know, the Obama White House, especially in the early days, was just like full of dudes because yep. campaigns are full of dudes. And then when they transition them over, they're just like all men again. And so, like, many people, like Susan Rice and Anita Dunn, have like really spoken up about how, like, you know, it was like a tough, like, circle to break into. And so all of the women staffers banded together into doing the system that they call amplification. So here's what it is. The female staffers adopted a meeting strategy they called amplification. When a woman made a key point, other women would repeat it, giving credit to its author. This forced the men in the room to recognize their contribution and denied them the chance to claim the idea as their own. We just started doing it and made a purpose of doing it. It was an everyday thing, said one former Obama staffer who requested anonymity to speak frankly. Obama noticed, she and others said, and began calling more often on women and junior aides. Awesome. So the posy part of this is that like women band together. The part where I want to complain again is I'm just like, ugh. All of the things that you have to do to be heard at work. Are you kidding me? I know you need like a plan. You need like a group strategy. Yeah, you need to like hunt in a pack, you know, like it's crazy. I am happy for the ladies at the White House. This is a good strategy for if you're in an office with other women, actually, and you can all help each other. But you know what would be great is if the men in the room would like, one, not claim your ideas as their own, and two, amplify your work. So It's true. It's like, that's where I get frustrated with a lot of this stuff. It's like, okay, great. I'm glad that like women are banding together to do this. But also, where is the demand that men also amplify women's voices and like oh take God, an equal yeah. stake, right? Like, Ugh, stop being trash, everybody. Just right. like be your best self. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's always a tough thing, right? Because in the short term, you're like, right, it is a great idea for women to move in packs and to, <laughs> and to do this. And it's like, even if my like long term utopian vision involves women not having to do that. I know, it's true. Who else gets the Shine Theory update? Oh, those female bonobos from in the New York Times this weekend. <laughs> oh my God. Best thing. Best thing all weekend, really. Oh my God. Tell everybody about the lady bonobos. I mean, they are just aggressive about their territory. They are aggressive about their sexual needs. They are like, what are they not claiming for themselves, the female I bonobos? Know, and they're like creating like friendship bonds and like family ties. I support it. Right. It's like male bonobos are trash. So lady bonobos have to come together so like they don't get raped and killed. It's crazy. Yeah. And I love how like the Times headline was the used the word female camaraderie, but I'm like it's not camaraderie <laughs> when you are like when you're out there fighting for your life. <laughs> like right. You know, it's like, like necessity. <laughs> I'm yeah. like I'm glad it looks like camaraderie. We're literally fighting for our survival here. <laughs> yeah. It's um, crazy. All oh right. my god. Um, women, they are so strong across all species. <laughs> Primate women, so strong. <laughs> <laughs> so strong, so resourceful. Oh my um, gosh. All right. Um, what else is going on with us? Do we have an announcement about the CYG shop? Oh my God, listen to this. Okay, so we are sold out of a few 
great items in the CYG shop. However, there is also some awesome stuff left, and we are doing a little fall sale. So if you use the code SUMMERSOVER at checkout, that's S-U-M-M-E-R-S-O-V-E-R, all one word, until the end of October, you'll get 30% off on our CYG swag. That's just at callyourgirlfriend.com. Go to town, buy some early Christmas presents. Seriously, seriously, get it all. 30% is no joke. (laughs) 30% 30% is not joke. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> um, for sure. Well, that seems like a great place to end. Oh Hopefully, we will all get some rest, especially me, so I will be less cranky. I mean, I like the idea of you and Hillary in your separate, like, apartments watching Netflix and healing. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope she gets to watch some HGTV this week. I know. That's all I want for her. Um, oh, my God. All right. You can find us many places on the internet on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. You can download this podcast anywhere you like to listen, including on iTunes, where we would love it if you left us a review. You can tweet at us at callyrgf um, and find us on Instagram at that same handle or on Facebook. Look it up. You can send us an email at callyrgf at gmail.com. And you can even leave us a voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. This podcast See you on the internet, boo-boo. This podcast is produced by Gina Delvac. <laughs> See you on the internet, boo-boo. See you on the internet. <laughs>